0: Orson Welles, director of such seminal works as Citizen Kane, Touch of Evil and Chimes at Midnight knew a thing or two about cinema. So perhaps we would do well to regard a statement he made in the 1960s in which he suggested that, quote, there are two things that can absolutely not be carried to the screen, the realistic presentation of the sexual act and praying to God. Cinema is, by its own very essence, a profane medium. All the world's major religions have at one point or another, or indeed still do consider, any effort to represent a deity as an act of blasphemy. In Orthodox Judaism, to even write the letters that would suggest the word God is considered a sacrilege. For centuries, Christianity forbade the visualisation of Jesus or the saints. Gradually, that was relaxed, but to this day, Islam expressly forbids the visualisation of the prophets. Yet within the Hindu faith, almost everywhere you look, you can see every deity depicted. Mind you, there seems to be no problem at all with depicting the devil. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! To be honest, the exorcist has nothing to do with religion or spirituality and everything to do with misogyny. But the truth is, the vast majority of films that deal directly with the scriptures. The Ten Commandments, Ben-Hur, and The Greatest Story Ever Told are junk, insipid pieces of vacant portentousness made by filmmakers who think that by mimicking the paintings of, say, Michelangelo, Rembrandt, or Rubens, they are ensuring some sort of spiritual experience. The more they imitate, the kitschier they become. Or in the case of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, religious porn. You're better off looking at a Terence Malick film, say, The New World or Tree of Life. No, for me, Hollywood's most spiritual films go nowhere near churches, synagogues, mosques or temples. Indeed, they take the issue out of those hallowed grounds and into the secular sphere where they can depict the story's central dilemma in a manner that transcends any particular faith while acknowledging all of them. Rehabilitated is just a bullshit word. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because I tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. Of course this film taps into spirituality. Andy Dufresne is persecuted for a crime he did not commit. He endures terrible suffering but never inflicts it upon others. And the prison, with its thick walls, bars, heavy gates and barbed wire, is surely just a metaphor for the personal agonies so many people endure. And so Andy abides, and when he escapes, he holds out his arms as a man reborn. I mean, it even has redemption in the title. I see dead people. In your dreams? While you're awake? Dead people, like, in graves and coffins? A scary movie about a little boy who sees dead people? How about a boy who is so sensitive of others that all he sees is their suffering? His visions torment him. He is called a freak and people think he is mad. But then he has an epiphany and this emboldens him to take on the agonies of others to ease their pain. Look at it that way and he realized the film's twist ending was only a disguise because it camouflaged Bruce Willis's acceptance that he was dead. And when he did that, his widowed wife was finally able to let go of her pain. What about this? Wait a second. Wait a second. Why him? I built this field. You wouldn't be here right. for work for me. I'd well, you wouldn't be I'm here for work. You have a family. I know, but I want to know what's out there. I want to see it. But you're not invited. Not invited? What do you mean, I'm not invited? That's my corn out there. You guys are guests in my corn. Right. No, wait. I have done everything I've been asked to do. I didn't understand it, but I've done it. And I haven't once asked what's in it for me. What are you saying, Ray? I'm saying what's in it for me. Is that why you did this? For you? What? Field of Dreams? Yes, it's about faith and hope and sacrifice and emancipation. All the things religious leaders talk about. But this film takes it out of the scriptures and places it in America's sacred ground of the baseball field. E. T. E.T. Phone. E. phone home mm. E.T. phone home E.T. phone home He wants to call somebody E.T. is found in the shed has a heart that glows red who speaks in parables performs miracles convenes a band of followers dies is resurrected and flies off to the heavens promising one day to return the thing is that none of these films foreground religion. If anything, they do their best to never mention God or the Bible. Instead, the elements that approach upon sacred are always transferred and pointed in another direction. I'm sorry, what was that again? I'm a god. You're god. I'm a god, I'm not the god, I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck, you folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in a fender. I am an immortal. Would Groundhog Day have worked had it all taken place in the seminary? Instead, Harold Ramis's classic comedy is an allegory about finding meaning in life and what we're here to learn, how to love. Bill Murray is a weatherman. Yes, someone who predicts the future. And his name is Phil, which is Greek for love. And he is stuck in Punxsutawney. It's his own personal purgatory from which he is released only when he sheds his selfishness and commits to acts of love. You can speak. I can hear you. Who are you? I am the creator of a television show that gives hope and joy and inspiration to millions. Then who am I? You're the star. No, for me, the most spiritual Hollywood films do not dramatize the religious subjects so much as spiritualize the secular. And in so doing, they transcend their themes so you can see them as metaphors for faith. Science fiction is quite adept at it. Look no further than Robocop, The Matrix, and Tron. But if you're looking for straight religion in your cinema, I think it best to go outside of America. Consider the Canadian masterpiece from 1989, Jesus of Montreal, the Danish film from 1987, Babette's Feast, Or how about the Russian film, The Sacrifice from 1986? However, if you really want a heart-bursting experience, watch the silent film from 1926, The Passion of Joan of Arc. Now that movie really understands the meaning of the word passion. Check your Oxford English dictionary and you will see that the origin of the word has very little to do with romance and a whole lot more to do with suffering.